0: Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host.
1: Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Group, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And growth, that's what it's about here at Mobile Presence because this is where we talk about it, whether it's about growing your app, growing your audience, growing your revenues, boosting retention, it's all here. And every couple of weeks, almost bi-weekly, we get the inside track on how you can grow your app from the UA experts because this is their daily job. It's what they do every day. And they're amazing at it as well because they have achieved success that has earned them the title of mobile hero as chosen by Liftoff, a full-service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. So we are continuing our series, which is actually one of our most popular here at Mobile Presence, and our guest today is Derek Nguyen. He is marketing manager at Credit Sesame, and I'm excited about this because Derek has come to tell us about a topic that's really important, especially for small companies wanting to make a big impact, and that is how to market your app and reach your marketing goals with a shoestring budget. So we are all waiting for this one, Derek. No pressure. First of all, welcome to Mobile Presence. Great to have you.
2: Hi, Peggy. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, Derek, as I said, you know, this is the topic because I've done a lot of research looking into the size of UA teams, marketing teams. Um, many obvious, well, I wouldn't say the majority, but, uh, you know, a huge number of, uh, you know, 10 and less, very stretched. So it's interesting to hear how you're going to tell us a few shortcuts here. But first of all, you and yourself at Credit Sesame, I mean, you are marketing manager there. But what makes you a mobile marketer? What lit that spark to start you off?
2: Um, what, what initially got me interested in mobile um, was an inspiration from my wife, actually. She mm-hmm. started off in the space before I did, and she was in UA on the mobile side of things. And I was just kind of uh, in awe of all the kind of new things that they were That she would come home to tell me about that what happening that was happening in mobile and you know that for me um, coming from the web-based Marketing side of the world. uh, I felt like that was going to be a natural transition to kind of jump into Kind of this new frontier this new industry Uh, and I really wanted to be a part of that so it from through her it kind of sparked my uh, initial uh, entry into into mobile
1: and you know Mobile is exciting because it's at the intersection of everything. I was telling someone that recently, you know, it isn't the skill set it used to be. It is very, very data-driven, but you can come at it with, a, you know, a number of skills. You can come at mobile marketing with a degree in anthropology and you fit because it's about, you know, addressing uh, human audiences and inspiring them and triggering actions. So what is your background? You know, I mean, I understand what lit the spark, but what talent do you think you bring to your position as an individual.
2: Yeah, I've, uh, my whole professional career has actually been in marketing, Mm -hmm. um, performance-based marketing actually. So from, you know, from the get-go, I've always been about, um, performance, um, based metrics and really striving towards specific goals. And obviously we do that in marketing, but marketing is much more than that. And, there's this holistic approach that encompasses both kind of, you know, this art and science, um, merged into one. Um, and I really enjoy that part, that aspect of marketing, combining, combining those two. And so, uh, that is kind of the mantra I, I, I kind of take when I, um, when I look at how it applies to mobile marketing, because, you know, there's a lot of elements to what, you know, it's just naturally happening right now as human behavior just becomes more and more uh, immersed in just leveraging uh, mobile devices as part of their daily use. But at the same time too, that is also kind of the more recent uh, digital channel by which we advertisers kind of communicate to them.
1: Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I said at the top, you're a mobile hero, that's part of our series. We have people on the show such as yourself who do this, you know, practitioners. Um, thought leaders. What do you think um, is the accomplishment that earned you uh, the title mobile hero? Or perhaps, um, you know, what kind of mobile hero do you think you are? I mean, it's great. They sort of uh, map to the Avengers. Maybe you're the, uh, uh, I don't know, having met you in person by now, Derek, I say there might be a little bit of Clark Kent in you, but maybe Superman underneath. I don't know. What do you think? Tell me.
2: <laughs> uh so there's I guess there's two parts to that question um you know me in, in the beginning uh why mobile hero why uh being considered a mobile hero uh I would say not one specific thing but probably an accumulation of different things over time I've I've had the pleasure of working with liftoff for across two different programs um so actually you know have have done decent amount of work with them over a uh, numerous amount of years so I think Probably, you know, they they probably see something in my sense of style my, my perspective on how I, I manage programs And I guess maybe they felt it was time to kind of highlight that and, and share that with the space um, And with regards to your second point uh, Clark Kent, uh, I mean that that's <laughs> I think that's definitely humbling um, And I think you know, I can I can relate um, There's this there's this mystique about him where you know, he's this kind of this Genuine guy who, um, you know, has vulnerabilities, and yet he's also, you know, but has the potential to, you know, he has un- limitless, unlimited, unlimited power, I guess. And, um, but, but what it comes down to it, um, I think there's the human element to to him that, um, I can really relate to, um, just because as a marketer, I think we, and especially a data-driven marketer, we, we tend to always get lost in, in the details, the numbers. Um, and, you know, I think we always have to remind ourselves to, um, to take a second to step back and realize, Hey, like we manage all these budgets. We, we have all these number-based goals, but there's a lot of human um based elements to this job as well that we we kind of tend to overlook um sometimes and so um yeah i i think i think that's it's interesting uh call out um with regards to like you know who i compare myself to
1: well, also, you know, talking about human, that's what I like about uh, the blog you've written. And we'll talk about that later where our listeners can check it out themselves. But, you know, it is human. It is genuine in the sense that you're saying, look, you know, um, you have sometimes limited resources, limited marketing resources, but you have to do the most you can with them. And you can do the most with them, really. I mean, I've I've seen this also at a TED Talk once, you know, the um, you seem to think that sometimes the more... A Solution costs or the more effort something takes the bigger the problem is that you've solved and actually you know Doing it in simple ways can have amazing results and that's what you share and that's what I like so on that note um, Are you actually writing this blog from your own sort of really deep personal experience? We'll we'll get to the to the to the takeaways in a moment, but you know, it's interesting. Have you had to struggle with a shoestring budget?
2: Uh, Yeah, you know it's a stark contrast coming from where I was previously at a fortune 500 company where you know, the budgets are much larger um, You have a lot more flexibility in what you want to execute and you have so many options um, at your disposal And now moving to a startup, um, you know, I realized <laughs> I don't have those luxuries anymore and You know taking a step back and, and looking at what I am supposed to accomplish you know you you kind of have to be a lot more strategic, more surgical about how to get the job done. Um, and and that comes down to just kind of like um, being honest with with what's in front of you and and then just understanding what your true tools are for execution.
1: So let's walk through a few of these. I mean, we can't do it all. That's what your blogs are for. And we'll send people off to that link later, but you know, um, if you could condense your to-do list down to maybe a couple of recommendations, you know, how to get the most mileage, um, out of your resources, what to do, you know, I, I like some of them that are really straightforward. It's like, you know, don't, Don't um, you know think about what you're asking for in your reports and do it in a certain way that you're not taxing your whole team With that with that task for example, that's you know this some of his common sense so very very human indeed But uh, let's let's hear a couple them. What's your top recommendation if you could give anyone listening in the one thing They need to do to make certain they're getting the most out of their limited resources. What would it be?
2: I would definitely recommend keeping it simple mm-hmm. um keep your goal simple i mean is it to um you know acquire more users is it uh to hit us a, a particular cpa um whatever it is uh, i like to think of the metaphor and i'll bounce i'll bounce off your mileage um uh, quote but uh, i like to think of it as like imagine being able to drive and having a full tank of gas, and how you kind of, um, you know, how you kind of view the way you drive when you have, when you know you have a full tank of gas, and compare that to when you have, uh, you're running on empty, when you have mm-hmm. an E, uh, uh, when you have an E showing up on your on your car, and think about how differently you view driving when you know you have a low tank of gas. You're going to be very, very deliberate about. Um, every time you push the brake, every time you push the gas, how you're going to roll. You know, I think the same thing um, is applied to when you have very limited budgets. You, you try to, you kind of weed out um, any kind of over exaggerations on, on uh, goals and things like that. And you break it down to what's simple. You need to get from point A to point B. What's gonna get you there? Um, and cut out all all the the noise in between, and just focus on 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 that simple task.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think so, that's very important. Mm-hmm. So, um, simple task meaning just to get an idea, how many tasks should a small team undertake at the same time? You're saying keep it simple. Does that also mean x number of goals per you know? because you have to set realistic goals, but you have to set a limited number of them because you have limited resources and limited size.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, it can come down to like having one or two. Uh, You just don't have the luxury to even explore that many options. And most most times it's going to be, you know, user growth or a specific ROI or a specific cost number. Uh, And sticking to that, you know, other metrics like, uh, incrementality tests or retargeting and things like that. Those can probably come later, but you don't mm-hmm. have the, the the luxury of even exploring experiments like that.
1: That's that that actually fits with what I'm hearing out there. You know, retargeting it is important, and we're all going to have to do it. But you have to get to a certain size. First you need statistically significant data. You need to have an audience that you that you can segment that way and retarget So I absolutely do chime in with you. Although I'm not a marketer. uh, This is what I'm hearing You know, you can't be too ambitious at the very start. You will be over time But you have to get there first you can't start in and say this is what I'm going to do and you haven't really covered the basics yet so makes a lot of sense. We do have to go to break for a moment, but I'm eager to get back, Derek, because I know that you have a lot more to offer and some exciting, uh, interesting, even controversial advice around how to sort of set and tune your BS meter as a marketer. So loads of reasons to come back, listeners. Don't go away. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors.
3: It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a 10th of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences –
0: supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz.
1: And we are back to Mobile Presence, and we have today Derek Newen. He is Marketing Manager at Credit Sesame, also a mobile hero. And Derek, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, how do you get the most out of limited resources, And I'm getting some of the inspiration from a blog that you wrote recently that I just loved because one of the things that you also have is a profile about yourself where you give advice to other marketers and you tell them that, you know, what it takes to succeed in marketing, I was never expecting this answer. That's why I have to zero into it. Have, you know, your BS meter fine-tuned to detect false claims. That's unique. Are you speaking from any particular experience here?
2: i yeah i'd say so i mean i've done a quite i've done quite a bit of work in the affiliate marketing space and as there's so many positive benefits benefits out there um there's also a lot of um false claims that Mm -hmm. are made and um yeah you know i've 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 come a long way in learning from a lot of mistakes i've made falling falling victim to these
1: so let's let's share some of that so that our listeners can avoid some of these pitfalls, learn from you, be a better marketer because of it. Um, you know, what are some of the red flags to watch for? Is it specific wording in an email, specific pitch to you on a cold call on LinkedIn? What is it What is it to watch? Uh,
2: yeah, I've, I've noticed some common themes, uh, especially with regards to mobile marketing. You're most likely going to see a lot of these uh, common terms being thrown around uh, fraud free, mm-hmm. programmatic DSP to some degree. Um, no, that's not a, it. Let me restart over there. I, I definitely wrote this down because it's something that a lot of guys always throw out. Um,
1: that's fine. Just take, um, we'll keep my question and we'll okay. take a 10 second pause and you can restart your answer. So, my question was you know, um, what do we have to watch?
2: so peggy good question um you know there are some common themes and specific terms within emails that do always um catch my eye and most common ones i tend to notice would be words like uh fraud free or no fraud um programmatic dsp we'll get into that um Premium inventory, exclusive inventory, and usually uh, there's always some pushy sales vibe behind the email.
1: (laughs) So I I get it 100% because, you know, to your point, 100% fraud-free doesn't exist. Because if that was the case, then uh, the industry would be a lot lot different. I mean, there is some level of fraud that is there. And you don't necessarily have to accept it, but you have to um, acknowledge it. So um, going back to your own experience, if that's what to watch, um, what is it that the marketer has to do in those, in those cases? Is it just like turn it off completely or just put it in a different perspective? Because there are, for example, programmatic DSPs, that's, that's perfectly acceptable, but maybe it's the context of that wording that's different.
2: Definitely. I've encountered uh, fraud definitely in our programs uh, and, you know, Fortunately, uh, the MMPs do a really good job kind of reporting on this and I work with partners who also are pretty upfront with with me about sharing these instances and You know at least knowing that fraud exists and having your partners admit that to you as well uh, Definitely opens up a line of communication as a starting point to you know deep diving into this particular problem
1: I mean, that's that's the point. It is a problem but um, it's about communication to understand it, and and to your point also, you know, messaging that is that is genuine. So basically, when you see 100 percent fraud free, when you see exclusive, that's something very very different. Um, it's okay for it's not a it's not going to set off uh, the BS meter to see that, but it is going to be it when it's like um, all black or all white because it doesn't happen in marketing. Is that what you're telling me?
2: Yeah, nothing's ever too good to be true. <laughs> and, and, you know, if things don't, and in digital, a lot of things don't add up all the time. And so when, um, when they don't and your intuition tells you uh, something doesn't feel right, something doesn't sound right, these questions aren't, my questions aren't being answered, I'm not going to take the first answer they give us. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep probing. Uh, it, it helps to be curious, to want to know how things work.
1: And that's to your point also, um, in your blog, you talk about also watching the over-reliance on technology. Um, What does that actually mean, though, in practice? Uh, You know,
2: data is always going to be very important to telling a story, but data can also be manipulated to um, conform to what you're looking for. And so you always have to be kind of wary about Uh, just looking at the numbers and really trust your intuition first and then using the data to help support or debunk, you know, your original hypothesis.
1: Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. That's what I'm also hearing, you know, as well is to um, use the data as a sense of, uh, as a source of truth. Is that the way you're using um, the data? Does it sort of balance with, uh, um, you know, it's going to prove right or wrong but your gut instinct is going to tell you what you need to prove right or wrong
2: completely true yeah I think you know you just want to have a healthy level of skepticism when you kind of engage in um, the analysis of the numbers but always taking a step back to kind of look at it from a high level and does this all make sense
1: mm-hmm. I mean it sounds like common sense and at some point you know, many mobile marketers hit that point where they've just, you know, they have cultivated this talent, but it's, it's hard to start, you know, it's hard to say, when do I listen to the art side of mobile marketing, app marketing? And when do I listen to the science side? I mean, do you have any tips about how to keep that balance? Because it is ultimately a balance tip one tip over too much to data. And you might be ignoring common sense tip tip, over too much to common sense, of course, and you're not really pushing the boundaries on any new um, channels or strategies or campaigns because that's what the data would tell you to do. So, how do you keep the balance yourself?
2: That's a good question, and I always tell myself, you know, what what is what are we doing all of this for? And kind of reminding and going back to reminding myself that you know this is. The ultimate goal is about acquiring customers for your brand, uh, and and that helps me kind of merge the the two um, science and marketing um, together because you know ultimately that's what that's what we're trying to do as UA managers, um, and obviously that those leads to two different um, ways of achieving that goal. So let's,
1: you know. Credit Sesame is a different type of app. If this was, you know, gaming or commerce, it might be, it might be very different, but you're a fintech app as well. And that brings an element of trust and an element of professionalism more to your marketing. I wouldn't say more than the others. I won't disrespect them, but, you know, I have to be able to trust you. So, um, and you have to be able to segment me properly to make me feel like I'm, you know, that this is a customer relationship and I need to invest you know, money here, or I need to have my personal finances part of what you're going to help me manage. Is there anything special about what you're doing at Credit Sesame to not only be an effective marketer, but also um, a trustworthy one?
2: Um, yes. You know, we recently um, rebranded uh, to kind of update our logos and, and everything. Uh, colors, and you know, we're we're entering this new stage in our uh, company's uh, life cycle, where you know we want to develop a message that we are that's relevant, that it's updated, and at the end of the day is going to be consistent because because customers consistency is is very 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 important, and that's what's going to ultimately build um, their trust and their confidence in, in us as a brand uh, is by being always being reliable to them
1: it's a tough one to communicate though i mean to be fair because if it was like you know buy one get one free if you're a commerce app you just sort of communicate the offer okay it's got to be relevant to me but you communicate that offer now you are helping me manage my life how do you how do you I, i wouldn't say how do you how do you show that in a campaign but are there things that you that you Would avoid maybe in messaging or creatives because this is the this is an intangible that you're communicating to me
2: Yeah, I would say, you know, we want to be genuine with our message Uh, you know, we We want it personal finance is a very intimidating topic for a lot of people and we want to come and appear to be very open and and, and give people the message that everything is going to be okay. You know, let's not be intimidated by that. And I think one of the campaigns that we found very successful is actually through a lot of personal stories and testimonials of people who have, uh, have seen a lot of success with using our product. And we, we think that's a very um, important part of uh, building the trust with customers.
1: And how do you... Um... I'm just curious, you know, what, is, what would be an event or, or, a, or something that would tell you that you're on the right track? You know, I mean, a lot of marketers listening in, they have to understand, you know, did the message strike a chord, but also did I reach a KPI? What's, what's, what would tell you that you have succeeded in being trustworthy?
2: especially with regards to mobile marketing, you know we want to make sure that we see a lot of people engage with our product, whether that's from a logging in consistently in a certain cadence per month or actually um, moving forward with the next steps within our product to help them achieve their uh, credit um, based goals. Uh, so we have KPIs that are that are indicators of, of what tells us um, if they are, You know committing to those steps that we show them within the app
1: Mm -hmm. well you know we have a lot more uh, ground to cover but we do have to be going to break so what I'm gonna do is just quickly go to break bring you back Derek and we're gonna talk about some of the things that are high on your radar and also important to the marketers listening in so don't go away we'll be right back
0: mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
4: You are now tuned in
0: to the world's
4: largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm this is webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the US. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels, capped off by a 3-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Danticat, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Coplez, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com.
0: Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on Webmaster Radio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz
1: we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. We have Derek Nguyen. He is Marketing Manager at Credit Sesame. And Derek, you know, you were talking about Credit Sesame. And, you know, some listeners, particularly those who are your users, will know that you have gone through a rebrand. You've recently rebranded. How far along are you in that process?
2: Uh, well, we just finished our first phase. So a majority of our consumer and public-related relating related, uh Properties have been updated uh, and we have a second phase, uh, but it's, it's gonna be a lot more subtle and um, Probably less dramatic as the first phase
1: Dramatic now. I have to ask what that means <laughs> What was what was dramatic about your rebrand?
2: I mean we changed colors. We changed the logo mm-hmm. uh, So there's a fresh new look on um, our webpage and the actual um, Product itself or when, once users log in
1: and how do you do that in campaigns to say, you know, hey, we're fresh, we're new? I mean, it is exciting, um, eye-catching, uh, but you also have to sort of like pull your existing users with you. So you've got a, a level of like, come to us, you know us, and then come to us, we're new. So you've got new and old mixing. Any uh, best practice you can share?
2: Um, you know, I can only speak to uh, our experience. Mm-hmm. That, and I assume comp- a lot of companies do have their a different way of doing it. Some change overnight. Uh and i've and i've witnessed that too um, but for us we actually um we did change overnight but we were also very upfront about notifying everyone including visitors that um there's a different look about us we we, we made it known the first week on our home page that you know we're telling everyone there's a there's something different about us and so um we were really upfront about that and we informed everybody
1: And when you say channels, did you use all of the above or use, you know, a lot of, a lot of people use TV and radio spots for app marketing. You'd be surprised what, what channels worked for you?
2: Yeah, we pretty much had to overhaul all the assets across all of our channels. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so including television as well. And we are, you know, rolling out uh, a bunch of fresh new commercials, which will carry over with the new rebranded look and taking over the old stuff. Uh, everything else is, has been swapped out as well to maintain brand consistency, which is again, very important for, for customers.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about sort of like the content marketing, the native advertising, you know, telling the the customer's story, you know, the hero, so to speak, and the your mobile hero yourself, but you know, the customer is the hero and you tell the hero's story to get people excited about what your app, you know, what your service can enable. Um, What level of of that is part of the rebrand strategy?
2: You know, fortunately, that does that. Those elements don't change. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, we may have a new, fresh look, uh, Mm -hmm. fresh logo, and everything, but what we do for the customers uh, stays relatively the same. You know, we want to empower them to best utilize credit in the best way they can, um, and we do that through performance storytelling. And um, yeah, that that element does not change for us.
1: And uh, talking about performance, I'll wrap up with an interesting uh, question. I get this quite often, so I, I ask it. you know people ask me, you know what 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 should marketers do if they have their last resort? you know what's the la- what's the thing you do when you when you absolutely have to move the needle? So if you had your last 2k in budget, for example, where would you invest it to get the best performance results and why?
2: Um, with that last 2k, I'd say. I'd probably give it back i'd <laughs> okay. say i don't need it
1: all right why
2: you know i think mobile marketing is again just a component of a much more bigger picture which is all of marketing in general i mm-hmm. you know want to see what other channels have to bring to the table and if you know that resource if that resource is better spent there um you know but i i, I realize i'm only one part of a much bigger organization and so we have to keep that in mind.
1: Mm-hmm. So really it's the idea that uh, you know, if you haven't sort of reached a certain level by a certain time, the last 2K isn't going to do it. It's not put it into any particular channel or do anything particular. It's more about holistic marketing is what I'm hearing here.
2: Totally. It's always about the bigger picture.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's also about um, your blog and other assets that we'll be sending our listeners to but in the meantime derek you know you're so genuine you really are human i've met you i totally enjoyed it um love to continue the conversation with you what about our listeners say they want to catch up with you they want to find out more maybe even just ask some human advice from you how would the best how what would be the best way to stay in touch with you
2: uh yeah that i mean connect on linkedin i'm more than happy to definitely, you know, have a conversation.
1: Cool. That's open. That's honest. And, uh, you know, as I said, you know, love to have you back. And uh, um, obviously, you know, you want to read up on Derek's story or any of the others in the Mobile Heroes in the series. That's of course over at the dedicated page over at heroes.liftoff.io. So great having you today, Derek. I hope to have you back again.
2: Yes. Thank you for having me.
1: Awesome. And of course, listeners, you know, if you want to stay tuned for more mobile heroes and more in the series, you know where to come. And of course, if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove, MobileGroove.com is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. And so, my friends, that is a wrap of yet another episode of Mobile Presence. You can check out this and all earlier episodes of the show by going to WebmasterRadio.fm, or you can find our tunes on iTunes on our shows, rather, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon.
4: The opinions expressed on this program